Welcome to the Relationship Help Show. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. Today we're going to talk about ways to stop tolerating abuse. Abuse you may not even have recognized that is happening now or that happened earlier in your life. Maybe you'll hear something today that you really need to hear. It's my hope that you will. You're not alone. It's not your fault. You are not to blame. And I'll help you use that redirected energy to recover and to rediscover you, your values, your dreams, your desires, and then realize them in healthy ways and in healthy relationships at home and at work. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to the Relationship Help Show. This is Dr. Roberta Shaler. You know that. You've been here before, I hope. And if you haven't, welcome. I'm so glad you've joined us. I do my best every week to bring you great information about difficult relationships, difficult situations, difficult people, toxic things, and what to do about them. First of all, how to recognize them, then to know what to do about the situations in which you find yourself. These are big issues. I know they are. I've lived them and I know that I really wish there was somebody doing what I'm doing when I was going through that so many years ago. But that was back before we really looked at things like this. We just kind of went with the flow. And I remember my mother's favorite phrase was, well, you made your bed, you lie in it. And I'm here to help you understand that no matter what bed you made, you don't have to lie in it, especially if it's prickly, it's ugly, it's damaging, and it's abusive. So I want to help you with that. In today's show, we've got some great stuff. Um, We're going to talk about intuition. That may be something that you wonder, you know, are you listening to your gut? Do you listen to your intuition? My guest is going to talk about that. We're going to talk about developing a great relationship with yourself. And you really need to do that. If I could wave my magic wand and have everybody in the world develop a great relationship with themselves before they ever enter into a primary love relationship, that would be my wish for everyone. Because when you really know yourself, then is the time when you can actually be honest and respectful and enter into a relationship that is going to have a hope of being mutual, equal, and reciprocal. And those are hallmarks of great relationships. So we're going to talk about intuition. We're going to talk about getting into a great relationship with yourself. We're going to talk about setting and holding boundaries and why some of them need to be non-negotiable. In the second segment, I'm going to talk to you about a big issue because I wouldn't want you to go one moment further if you are settling for a relationship that is what I call comfortably uncomfortable. You're settling, you're getting by, you're making the best of it. All those cliched phrases, while they have some value, they don't have value over the long haul. So I really invite you to listen to that segment. Are you in a relationship that is comfortably uncomfortable? And then my guest, Liberty Forrest, my goodness, she's done so many things. She's worked in social work. She has um, written books, nonfiction books, 
fiction books. Uh, she has a practice as a psychic and a medium, something that she came to later on in her careers. She really has a very holistic way of looking at it. And yes, she has had, and she'll admit it, more than one relationship with more than one hijackles. <laughs> so she has things to talk about from her experience and how that's influenced the way she looks at her life. So we're going to have a great conversation with Liberty, and uh, that will take up two segments of today's show. We're going to talk about deserving a healthy relationship and needing to be real and honest and what it takes for you to be open to a new relationship after you have been hurt, burned, or worse in a difficult, disturbing, or toxic relationship. And that toxic relationship could have been with one of your parents. It could be with a partner, an ex, a family member, a coworker, a friend, Whatever it is, relationship translates. Whatever has been going on in your life makes it different for you to approach new relationships. We're going to talk about that too. And in the last segment today, uh, we have the question and answer. And today's question is a fellow who wrote in and said he goes between back and forth between leaving and staying. And one day his partner is loving and angelic, and the next day his partner is creating the biggest, scariest nightmare he can possibly imagine. And he's so tired of it. And his question is, how do I know when to leave? Should I leave? What's going on? How, what, how do I make sense of this? And I'm going to do my best to answer that. So in the meantime, stay tuned. Go to forrelationshiphelp.com. If you need anything, my blog, you need information, it's all there for you. And be sure to visit my YouTube channel for relationship help. Talk soon. Hello, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are these stories and questions on today's show sounding familiar to you? Are you ready to say no more to the abuse from toxic people in your life? I'm so glad. You matter and you deserve to have real love, true love in your life. Love from yourself and love from others. Not that demeaning, discounting, and dismissive masquerade that a hijackal pretends is love. I can help you regain yourself, your self-esteem, your self-confidence after a life with a hijackal, whether it was your partner, an ex, a parent, or a child. Let's work together now. For individual sessions or small group coaching, visit forrelationshiphelp.com slash join. Talk soon. Hello, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor. And to start this new year, I'd just like to have a private word with you right here today. I want to encourage you to not settle and to never settle for a comfortably uncomfortable relationship. I don't think it's one that you set out to have, but you may be in it right now. Your relationship may be comfortably uncomfortable. And I want you to encourage to go for the absolutely best relationship you can possibly have. Are you in? Is that what you want too? Great. So whether you're currently in a long-term relationship or a marriage, or you're in a new relationship, or you're looking for a relationship, 
You need to know that you deserve a great relationship, and so does your partner. And the only way that you'll get one is if you both want one and are willing to do what it takes to have one. It's up to you both to create it, to give it what it needs to flourish, to deepen it and enrich it and support you both. And nothing short of that will do in the long run. Of course, all relationships have occasional hiccups. Those are temporary. But if you're having them all the time, you need to make a decision to get help right away. You know, one of the great places that you can learn about relationships is to look at the work of John Gottman at the Gottman Institute just outside of Seattle. And he said that in his research, couples wait up to six years having the same problem before they get any help. Don't let that be you. That's just crazy. I mean, having the same arguments, the same issues, the same things that you say to each other, the same things you're afraid of saying to each other, the same things you're afraid of hearing from each other. No, get some help. Do not have another month of having a problem. And Relationships require a lot. There's no autopilot in relationships. If you want to create one that warms your heart, one where you both feel safe and loved and trusted, because those are hallmarks of great relationships. So how's yours? These are the things you have to put in it to make it a great relationship. They need time, attention, willingness, openness, honesty, respect, reliability. If you're not putting in the right ingredients, you can't get the result you want. It's as simple. You can have the best memory of the best food you've ever eaten, and without the recipe for it, you cannot replace it. You can't make it. If you don't have the right ingredients, even though you have the recipe, you still won't get the thing that you're longing to experience again. And if you've never experienced a great relationship, then know for sure that there are things that you need to know about how to do that. And they do include time and attention and willingness and openness and honesty and respect and reliability and communication and conflict management too. Great relationships grow and evolve constantly. They're not where you ignore the problems. They're where you talk about them. Partners stay in touch with each other in every way. There are no huge communication gaps, nor any nasty, long, silent treatments. Couples in great relationships talk to each other, and they talk well together, well enough to actually solve problems and create long-term solutions that move the relationship forward, and that increases the satisfaction for both partners, and we get more intrigued with each other and happier with each other. And just a word, your parents may have told you that compromise is a very important thing in a relationship, and it is, but it's only part of the equation. Something much more important than compromise is collaboration. In compromise, somebody always is losing something at some time. But when we collaborate to get the best for both people, then we're really on to something, and that requires conversation. Because I talk with couples in many countries every week through the magic of video conferencing, I know that couples' problems are quite universal. Yes, there are cultural differences, but everybody in a couple is a human. 
And that's the thing that all these relationships have in common. And every single person in a relationship has thoughts and feelings and needs and wants. So once you learn to talk well together, to problem solve collaboratively and spend enough time together to stay up to date with each other's growth and ideas and plans and thoughts and feelings and needs, you're well on your way. But who taught you to do all that? If you were very fortunate, you saw it modeled in the house you grew up in. But many people didn't see that, and that's unfortunate. That may have been because your parents didn't know how to do it any differently, because the model they saw from their parents didn't teach them how to do it any differently. Or maybe your parents were comfortably uncomfortable, and they were stuck and unwilling to go and get some help and learn how to do things differently so they could be happy. Um, It's really important to know that you can do a great deal about improving your own happiness in a relationship. Now, a little aside, you know I often talk about hijackals. That's my term for those difficult, disturbing, and toxic people in life. And if you were raised by one, you will have a very different approach to relationship. And you may see the wisdom in developing some new skills and approaches once you've identified you came from a family with hijackals because you need to broaden your horizons. You need to learn some new skills. And that will allow you to enrich and deepen your connection with your partner. And if you happen to be with a hijackal right now, then we really need to talk. And also, if you're wondering if you're with a hijackal, go and get my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal at hijackals.com. Because I really believe that life is way too short to be in a comfortably uncomfortable relationship for any length of time. So I hope that's not yours, but if it is, let's just talk about it a little more. I don't think it's enough to settle or to put up with or to make the best of it. Those are phrases that people accept when they don't think they deserve to be in a mutual, equal, reciprocal love relationship. So if you find yourself using those words like settle or put up with it or make the best of it or that one that parents used to like, you made your bed so you lie in it. If those words are common to you, let's work together to improve things because you deserve so much more than just getting by in a relationship. You really do. And relationships can get so much better. Of course, yes, some need to end. And there's no way for them to succeed. And you may need help to figure that out too. So recognize now if you're settling for a comfortably uncomfortable relationship and step up to the challenge of making it so much better. Make this the year that your relationship is a priority. Make it so that your relationship is an integral, important part of your life because it is. It colors everything your children see, everything that you feel. It colors every part of your life, even how you feel when you go to work in the morning. And if you have children, remember they're watching you and they're learning how a relationship works. They're learning how men and women work and how they work together. And you have to ask yourself the question, is my relationship the model I want my children to follow because you're giving them that model. So thoughts for the new year, life is too short to be miserable when there are so many ways to increase and enrich your emotional intimacy.
And really, life's too short to keep putting off improving your relationship too. It really is. And you deserve to have a great relationship and you deserve to know how to create that. So if what I'm saying is hitting home for you today and you know it's time to get help, let's talk soon. Go and visit my website at fourrelationshiphelp.com. And if you know you're ready to work, go to fourrelationshiphelp.com slash join and choose how you'd like to work with me. I don't want you to waste another minute settling or being in a relationship that you would describe as comfortably uncomfortable. Talk soon. Life as a couple can be exciting and enriching. You both feel supported, known, heard, and appreciated. You know you're safe. Is that what you're experiencing? Does your partner have your back? Can you be vulnerable safely? Do you trust each other fully? Would you say you were emotionally intimate? If not, things can get much better. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I work with couples just like you all over the world by video conferencing. If you want a world-class relationship, learn how now. Visit fourrelationshiphelp.com slash join and schedule a time to work together. Let's talk soon. fourrelationshiphelp.com slash join. Welcome back to the Relationship Help Show. I'm excited today. My guest is Liberty Forrest. She's a woman who I've had many great conversations with, and I thought about her when we're thinking about new beginnings, fresh starts, and how to know what to do next. And so I'll just tell you a little bit about Liberty while she is sitting here, and you are looking at her, of course. But welcome to the program, Liberty. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Liberty is an award-winning author and a Huffington Post contributor. She's written several books, both fiction and nonfiction, and she has a background in social work and counseling as and being an inter- inspirational speaker. But what's really exciting to me about this is that she also has some other skills that sort of emerged as part of her life experience, having been with a hijackal, right? <laughs> and having hijackals in her background. And we're going to talk about her absolute wisdom as an intuitive and a psychic that also helped her get in the experiences of the hijackal helped her get in touch with that. And you, we all know that people who are in relationship with hijackals often ignore those things, right, Liberty? Absolutely. What do you think it is that causes us to not listen to our intuition when we're in a relationship with a toxic, difficult, disturbing person? I think our relationship with uh, the self is the most important relationship we have, and that's where that begins. Because if your relationship with yourself isn't great, if you don't have a lot of self-love and self-respect and really clear boundaries, then it's much easier to, um, to allow yourself to be manipulated by other people or to not trust yourself. If you don't have confidence in yourself and who you are, it's really easy to just be led and to push aside those questions or that nagging something that tells you, wait a minute, this doesn't feel good. You know, I was brought up to believe that 
what I thought and felt didn't matter. So there I am in relationships where I'm feeling like something isn't right, but oh, my feelings don't count and don't matter. So pushed it all aside. And I think that's very common, just as you said, because hijackles like a certain kind of person. They actually prey on a certain kind of person. And that person is somebody that they think will be malleable and who will allow them to tell them how things are going to be and, and even pull them down and drag them through the mud and still love them mm -hmm. we, you know and and of course it's not that we consciously go into a relationship no. with a person like that it, there's so much in our background that allows that to be somewhat normal or at least familiar it may be uncomfortable but it's somehow comfortably uncomfortable and mm -hmm. so we're not really listening so what was it that made the shift for you how did you finally go from okay to mm -mm. well i thought i had done that several times over a long period of time having had lots of counseling and all of that sort of in your head work <laughs> and you know, had it all figured out, but I kept finding these relationships again and again. So obviously something was missing. And it wasn't, and it's, as I look back, each toxic relationship was worse than the previous one or ones. They got worse with each one. It was like the universe was saying, are you going to listen now? <laughs> and of course I didn't. <laughs> and then it got to the point where uh, I was in a relationship. I had a, a, a substantial heart problem. And um, uh, being a homeopath, I, I take remedies rather than do the conventional thing. But I remember one particular occasion in which there was an argument and I, I couldn't make him stop. And he was being very offensive and insulting. And I started having these symptoms of heart attack with the jaw aching and arm tingling and that whole thing. And um, I'm gulping remedies and leaving the room and telling him to stop and leave me alone. I'm trying not to have a heart attack. And he wouldn't stop. He was just relentless. Mm -hmm. And it was, I ended it the next day. Um, I was far too ill to address it that night. But, and that's kind of the, the short version. But that, it was as a result of that, it wasn't overnight, but as a result of that incident, I understood that what had been missing for all those years and in all those relationships was that I needed to have a relationship with myself. And I hadn't ever really done that. I knew lots of things about myself, but I had not had a real relationship with myself. I hadn't even thought about that. Mm -hmm. It's been several years since then, and I've been developing this relationship with myself. And I absolutely know I will never be in a relationship like that again. It's been tested with dating. Mm -hmm. and seeing those red flags now and going, hmm, right, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so pleased because finally I do have a relationship with myself and I have a whole new kind of confidence and self-love and self-respect that I never had before when I thought I did. It's, it's a completely different thing. Well, it is a completely different thing. And, and, you know, I think there's a big distinction between lonely and alone, and when we have a great relationship with ourselves, we can be alone. It's not a problem, mm -hmm. right? And we can do it well, and we can even look forward to it. I look forward to it. I spend a lot of time alone. And 
I will look at my calendar some days and say, oh, look, there's nothing on it. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. But when we're in a situation where we're attractive to and attracted by hijackals, uh, we're not in that place. We're not in the, in the place that says, I deserve to have a healthy relationship. I deserve to have a healthy relationship with myself. We're more in a people-pleasing, Do you like? how do you like me so far? What would this be like to be a partner with this person? And we're, we're more about the other than we are about ourselves. Don't you think that's true? Absolutely. And um, yeah, we have to have a clear sense of who we are. And well, it's, it's deeper than that. I, I don't even know if I can put words on it really, but it's just been such a, a different journey for me in these years. Um, to get to the point where Dr. Phil sums it up so beautifully. He says, I'd rather be alone and happy than with someone and sick. Now, I had a sense of that before, but I didn't, I didn't put it in those succinct, lovely words. But I really get that now. And there's, there's just, I, I love being on my own. I, I didn't have a problem being on my own before, but this is different. I, it would take somebody really special now to make me give this up. And there's not a chance in you know where that I will ever tolerate that kind of behavior again. Not at all. No way. No how. And certainly not to give up my living on my own and being happy. I'm, I'm not interested in any more of the drama and all of that. And, you know, the intuition piece that you sort of mentioned before, that I think, you know, it was there, but it, it was so easy to stuff it and ignore mm -hmm. it. Um, and now, no way. I rely on that. And, and then I look back, and, and I've said this to people over the years too, just in general things, whether it's relationship or life choices, those times when you ignore that little voice inside will always be the times that you can look back and go, oh, I really shouldn't have done that. <laughs> because it's never wrong. That intuition is just never wrong. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, and it's hard one. I mean, it was hard one for you. I think it's hard one for many people. But if you're hijackal bait, that's what I call it. When you've been raised to have this way of being in your life, probably someone in your home was a hijackal or had hijackal tendencies. So long before your brain was developed, because our brain grows till we're 25, we're being influenced in certain ways that we don't know any differently, that we think this is the way it is. And, and we have to keep those giants happy because they feed us. So we're very concerned with what do they need and what, what keeps them happy. And, and so we've got a lot of things that are just normalized for us. And then we meet a hijackal. And of course, they're the most amazing chameleons in the world so that when they, when they meet you, they kind of just do a quick read and say, ah, here's what she needs or here's what he needs. And they feed it to you like absolute candy. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is so different than everything. This is mm -hmm. so wonderful. I have my soulmate. This yeah. is the perfect person. Where have they been? And you can't mm -hmm. believe it, right? Yeah. And so we then, then naturally want to go. So it's really important for everybody listening and watching that you understand that you didn't say, oh, well, let me give, give me one of those so my life will be miserable. 
Right. It's not like you woke up that day and went, well, today I want to meet somebody who's going to be really verbally abusive and demeaning and make me feel like crap. Quite an awful word, but. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. I mean, that's what, that's what happens. And when we're in that situation, we didn't say, oh, look what I've chosen. Isn't this good? You know, I recognize this, that I truly made a conscious choice to be this miserable. No, and you know, I have Facebook groups that closed and secret groups for people who are with hijack calls and we talk about this a lot. That like you didn't know. You you can't know till you know and you can't do better till you know better. That's right. And there will and be even a then moment. sometimes we don't it takes us a while. <laughs> well, yeah, then there's some slipping and sliding because we get better and then we slip back. Um, yeah, because knowing it in your head is not the same as really getting it and believing it deep in your guts and healing whatever made you accept all of that. No, it isn't. And, you know, this is also the phenomenon, Liberty, that I notice in people who they'll, they'll plan to leave their hijack call. And it happened to me because I remember it. So I, I can certainly empathize with them. And on the day, they've done all this work to get the, the moving van and, and everything so that the hijackal doesn't know they're leaving. And then on the day, the band's there, friends are there, they're moving them out. And they'll write to me really quickly, well, maybe I shouldn't do it, right? Because there's that part, like, who am I when I step away from this? Mm-hmm. And they get scared. Like, maybe I'm going from the frying pan into the fire. Let me tell you, you're not. That, that it may be really hot where you're going for a while, but it's going to cool down and things are going to be good. Um, but so important to know. So um, there's so many things to talk about. I want to get to the intuitive part and listening and being willing to listen and you know, what your journey was to move forward. So I'm talking with Liberty Forrest. You can learn more about her um, by visiting her website. Would you like to give that to people? I have a couple of them. One is booksbyliberty.com and the other is libertyforest with double R.com. Okay. So you want to learn more about Liberty? Maybe you'll do that during the break. We'll be back soon. Hi, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler. Handling hijackles is exhausting. It's never-ending. An endless cycle of crazy-making, alienation, and constant drama. And cycles are difficult to step out of. I know, because I've been there too. And that's why I reach out to you to offer the insight, skills, and strategies you need to heal. My small group programs, Handling Hijackles, and Hijackle Recovery and Rediscovery will shortcut your journey to healing to save your sanity, and to stopping the crazy-making. Visit forrelationshiphelp.com slash join now, and let's talk soon. My guest today is Liberty Forrest, and she has had a wonderful journey where she has um, really been able to... Um, take care of changing her life from being with a hijackal and maybe more than one uh, to <laughs> to moving in a direction where she is her favorite 
person in the world, I'm sure. And I don't mean that in an egotistical way. I mean that you have come into a relationship with yourself, as you said in part one, and that you're quite comfortable with your own company and someone special. They'd have to be awfully special to come into it, right? That's exactly right, yes. <laughs> so what do you think it would take for that person? What would they have to offer you that would make it worth endeavoring to combine lives or and homes well do you know this i actually one of the one of the highlights for me in going from where i was as we discussed in part one to getting to where i am now was doing a feng shui exercise because i had my whole my whole home feng shui top to bottom and and the woman with whom i was working for that she had me she does a very spiritual kind of feng shui very spiritual practice and has it's a lot of it has to do with the self and healing uh, the emotional issues so one of the exercises she said was to write a list of in detail of the kind of person i wanted to attract and i said i don't want to attract what i don't i don't i'm not interested no 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 no, no. And she said, well, but it's important for balance you have to you have to you have to be sort of open to that even with things like you can't, I, I wanted a single bed, just a little single bed. She's like, no, 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 bad, bad feng shui. Uh, but I don't want a relationship. Anyway, so she said, do this, do this exercise where you make a very detailed list of all the characteristics that you can think of that in a partner that you want. And I thought, all right. <laughs> so I started doing this list and she'd said, make it detailed. So I made it detailed. And I was actually on page three <laughs> and I started thinking, wow, this is, this is ridiculous that I'm looking at three pages of stuff. Like, come on, this is ridiculous. So, but then I looked over the list, and other than being a male, uh, which obviously was, you know, one man who is, whatever, um, and, and some of the detail, they were repetitive things, like respects animals, respects me, respects my children, respects himself. So there was respect, but I broke it down. So that's why the list was so long. Um, but what I realized was that as I read through everything on this list, I thought, I am all of the things on this list. That doesn't mean I'm perfect, and it doesn't mean I don't have places where I could stand some improvement. But I thought, if I am or can do all of the things on this list, if I offer all of these to someone, then from now on, I am my own standard. And I need to get a significant portion of these in return because what it made me do was see how out of balance my relationships had been in the past where I was giving all of this right. respect and, and moving my feelings aside and whatever I was doing and trying to be a good listener and being compassionate and being sensitive and all of those things. And I was getting in return a whole lot of toxicity, negativity, uh, demeaning, insulting behavior, disrespectful behavior to varying degrees, depending who it was, but certainly things that I wasn't dishing out. And I thought, right, then, okay, from now on, it needs to be very balanced. I need to be getting back what I am putting into it and, and the kind of person I am. And uh, so I am now my own, dare I date myself and say, yardstick, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, by which I will, will measure the quality of any relationship. That doesn't mean exactly the same people but the same basic positive traits that will enhance a relationship 
and not tolerating the negative ones that I don't give out. I'm not abusive. I'm not insulting. I'm not disrespectful. I will never tolerate those. So, and, and those, even just a couple of those kinds of things can wipe out a whole lot of good. And, they certainly can. And one thing that I just wanted to throw in about that is when people say, oh, but for better or worse, you know, I took this vow. No, for better or worse means challenges in life. The worst is supposed to be lose a job, ill health, you know, things like that that come up. It doesn't mean for better or abuse. There's, you know, because you're also promising to love and respect and honor and la, 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 la. Well, if that's not happening, you've already broken your vows. So it, that's not what for better or worse means. And I, I'm certainly not tolerating that stuff. So that, that was kind of a big, a big switch for me when I really saw what I give in relationships. And I thought, right, then that's what I'm getting back. And if I don't get that back, I'm not interested. I love that process because so many times, you know, I, I work with clients all the time where the partners, the exes of the adult children of hijackals, these difficult, disturbing, toxic people that we're talking about. And to actually go through the process that you went through is so important to say, and I always invite them to do their own work first before they leave the relationship. Unless there's physical or sexual abuse, I say, okay, you know, let's get some skills, some insights, some new mindsets, try them out in the relationship, see how that works for you, build that skill set before you leave, because you do have to prepare to leave. And it's, you know, if there's something awful going on and you have to leave right now, absolutely do that. But yeah. otherwise, prepare to leave. And in the doing of that, you're doing exactly what you were talking about is, okay, where did I get this idea that this is all right for somebody to treat me that way or to speak to me that way or diminish me or dismiss me or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so it becomes absolutely a journey that they have to take. But you know, responding to what to what you said, um, when a hijackal sees you, they either see you as bait, somebody that they think it can do that, or they see you as benign. Like they're going to move on to the bait. Yeah. So when you've done your own work, they're not very interested in you anymore. That's now, true. for many people who are hijackal bait. They've also been highly sexualized when they're young. For many of them, that's true. So there is that sort of personal sexual magnetism that they already have, and that doesn't go away. <laughs> that, that continues to be there. But, but the fact is that you want to be the discerning one in the relationship. Yeah. Just the fact that somebody else thinks that it would be great if y'all come, you know, doesn't mean that you have to be accepting everybody. Mm -hmm. So, so very, very important in that process. And so let's just flip because I think we're probably going to have to talk in a few months and add another segment to this. There's so much to talk about, but let's flip to the moment that you started listening to your intuition. What happened? Uh, I think it was the day after that event that I described, uh, and I, I spent the whole day in bed really, really ill, just gulping remedies and trying not to have a heart attack. And it was like I was, I just kept hearing and feeling 
that this was just really, really wrong. I mean, that sounds really obvious, but this was not in a conscious kind of a Mm -hmm. way I was getting this message. It was something much deeper that was just, it forced me to listen. I mean, I, and I was not in a, because of my ill health and I was living in England at the time and it was a very, the economy was terrible and financially it was really a massive challenge for us to, to separate and there was a lot going on. Um, but I just, I had no choice. Something in me was just screaming. That's it. That's enough. You have to do it. You have to do it now. And it was so not easy. It was really difficult for aside from all of those material, obvious kind of reasons, emotionally speaking, uh, it was an extreme challenge um, because I got so hooked in um, and and it was, uh, was, but but I I couldn't, I could not ignore this screaming from deep in my soul anymore. Something in there was just my, it was my higher self. I know that it was, it was, it was my spirit telling me like, really, are you really willing to risk your life for this person? Yeah. Smacking me upside the head with that. (laughs) I had to go, or I had, I had to, well, I asked him to leave, but, uh, it had to end. And, and since then, I, it, I mean, I'd already, I mean, I'd been doing readings and doing stage mediumship and on the BBC doing readings and all the, I mean, I was very connected with my intuition for a long time before that, but not when it came to myself. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's that, that. Was big, that was the big missing piece. And, and also somewhere along the way with that journey, I understood that um, I had had all this compassion for other people through my whole life, but I'd never had any for myself. And so that was another big chunk. And I thought, right. <laughs> okay. That, so that was when this whole thing about having a relationship with myself started. And um, I, I've just been loving that. Well, it's so worthwhile. And I, I would imagine that there's many people listening who say, oh, you know, I've been quite able to see the problem for somebody else in their relationship or in their life or their body, but I haven't seen it within myself. And that separation that you were just talking about is so common, Mm -hmm. right? Like you could say to somebody else, you should leave. That's terrible. Nobody should treat you like that. Right. But then they say, but your partner treats you like that. Oh no, no, he's having a bad day or she's just going through something. And somehow there's that dichotomy that, that we can perpetuate in our head. And then there is that moment like you had Liberty that says, Oh no, this is, this is life or death. And I don't mean only physically because in your case it could have been, but it's life or death emotionally, mentally, spiritually, Mm -hmm. you know, in so many ways that I have to make a decision in favor of myself. And if you have children, you have to make a decision in favor of them too. Mm -hmm. And that, that's really important. I had someone ask me the other day in one of the groups, she said, you know, well, should I stay together for the children? And I wrote and I said, sometimes you want to stay apart for the children. You know, I don't know. I can't answer that question for you personally, but stop thinking that there is a mantra that says stay together for the children mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's not healthy. No, it's absolutely not. I think, I think too, when you were asking about the piece where my intuition kind of made the difference, I mean, as I said, I, I was highly intuitive already and in using those abilities professionally, 
um, but the, the, I needed to connect it with the relationship for myself. And uh, I think that was one of the most important things was to really look at developing your own intuition is part of it. And some people are in these miserable relationships, but they haven't developed the intuition and they aren't sure what to listen for because there's another piece that is about guilt. Um, like they might think, oh, well, but my guts are telling me I should stay. Well, no, if it's something that isn't in your best interest, that's not your highest self speaking to you. That's not your intuition. Your intuition will be all about what you need, not what somebody else needs or wants. And so that was a really big piece too. And mm -hmm. I, I knew it, but I had to kind of live it. And, uh, and, and so that's, that was sort of the big turning point, I think. Yeah, I think that is for many people. Uh, but they turn and then they turn back, turn and turn back several mm -hmm. times before they actually allow yep. themselves to say, all right, I know what's right for me. Mm -hmm. So it's so important for us to listen to our guts. It really is. And, and you know, <laughs> it makes it sound like we're listening to our intestines. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's, um, it's to know, you know, have that deep knowing in your heart to have that sensation, that little, the voice that speaks to you, um, whatever, whatever way you receive information is your willingness to listen. Don't be a yeah, but, you know, say, well, I heard this. Yeah, but, you know, I can't do this or it's not the right time or, or whatever. Just begin to listen because you're valuable. You matter. And what you're going through is the only time you get to go through it. Is it okay with you that it looks like this or it feels like this? I hope not if you're being abused. And just a word on that, you might want to listen to other, other uh, shows and segments of shows. Uh, last week on the Relationship Help Show, I did a segment on recognizing verbal abuse. You're so used to hearing stuff because you live in this world that you may not recognize verbal abuse. And every one of us needs to know what it sounds like mm -hmm. and not make excuses for it. Just simply say, this is verbal abuse. So I want to thank you for this, Liberty. It's been great. As I said, we've got so much more to talk about. We'll have to do it again in a few months. Well, thank you. It's been my pleasure to be here. My guest today has been Liberty Forrest. You can reach her and learn more about her and her abilities as a psychic and a medium and has so much information for you at libertyforest.com. Forrest is spelled with two R's or books by Liberty because we didn't booksbyliberty.com because we didn't even get into the fact that she has an amazing fiction series, a family saga series that you'll get hooked by. And we'll talk to her about that another time. So in the meantime, visit relationshiphelpshow.com. Go and listen to the archives. Find us on bbsradio.com, where the weekly show is aired in a syndicated forum live streaming. And if you need more information, visit my website at forrelationshiphelp.com. Talk soon. No matter what's happening right now, life can get better. If you have a good relationship, it can become great. If your relationship is in trouble, we can find a solution. The good news is that it's in your hands to start. The not-so-good news is that it takes time, new insights and skills, and a whole bunch of willingness. But who would settle for less? Not you, right? 
good. You want to feel seen, heard, known, accepted, and appreciated. You want honesty, safety, trust, respect, and reliability, too. Read my book, Kaizen for Couples, available for download at couplesbook.com. Start there, and let's talk soon. It's time for question and answer, and today's question is one that I've been asked several times, and here is exactly how the person wrote it, uh, the fellow wrote it, as a matter of fact. He said, I go back and forth so often between leaving and staying, and one day she's so loving, and I think there's hope, and the next day it seems she'll be the biggest, scariest nightmare how do I know what to do? How do I know when to do it? How do I know if I should do it? I need help. Well, I really agree with you. You do need help when this happens because this is what hijackles do. Now, if you haven't read the ebook, my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackle, go to hijackles.com and read it. Because if you identify that you're with a hijackal, and it sounds so much like this is true for this fellow, then you need to know that that is something special. It's something that has uh, different ways of relating to one another, and they're unhealthy. They're very unhealthy. And the hijackal will always want to make everything your fault. So you can get into a place where you're always feeling like you're at fault. You need to know these things about being in a relationship with a hijackal. And what tells me that this this fellow is in a relationship with one is he says that one day she's so loving and the next day she's a nightmare. And when there's a pattern like that, it's what I call all or nothing thinking, black and white thinking. And that's one of the hallmarks of hijackals. You know, I, I've written a lot and, and I even have a program called Seeing the Cycles that you can find at forrelationshiphelp.com because we need to see the cycles. There are 10 hallmarks of hijackals and one of them is this black or white thinking, this all or nothing thinking. And that's what causes a person, in this case, this part, man's partner, to be all in one day and all out the next. And you may say to yourself, okay, well, he's asking the question, should he be in all in or all out? Well, he's responding to the fact that one day she's pulling him towards him. And no, I said that wrongly. One day she's pulling him towards her and the next moment she's shoving him away. And that's where it gets really, really confusing because you don't know which person to believe, which set of behaviors to believe. Do you want me? Do you want me to go away? What are you doing? But if this is a pattern that's occurring over and over, not just once or twice or once a year or something, but if if it's happening weekly, and if you're in a hijackal relationship, it will happen sometimes daily, sometimes several times a day. One day you're the best thing since sliced bread, and the next day you're the scum of the earth, or the next moment for that matter. And that's a hijackal hallmark. So this fellow is saying, well, she's like that. She's like that. What should I do? How do I know? When do I leave? How, you know, what do I do? And just a word, remember, if you have children, and I don't know whether this fellow has children or not, but 
when you have children, you have to know that their brains are not fully developed. And they don't really fully develop until we're 25. But in the first 10 years of life, 11, 10 years of life, there is a great deal changing in the brain. And the child is taking in everything without any filter as to what that means or whether that's good or bad. Everything is a reflection to them like, oh, this is life. This is what I have to do to survive. Or this is what makes the giants, my parents, happy. Um, so I should do this no matter they don't have any filter. They don't know if it's good, bad, or wrong. They just know it keeps the giants happy and it keeps things um, in equilibrium. So when there's a hijackal involved, the children are watching the relationship just as they do in healthy relationships, but they're watching and they're learning and they're taking it in and they're deciding who they are as a result of how the relationship is being seen and how their parents are treating them and each other. So it's really important to understand this dynamic. So how do you know? Well, first of all, if it's happening over and over and over again, the fault is with the person who is creating that, who is saying, and, and it's shared fault. So I'm going to talk about both sides of the fault. The fault is with the person who is constantly doing the pushing away and the pulling towards. And the fault on the other side is with the person who enables it, who allows it to continue. And these are relationships where somebody has to say no more. Now, the hijackal will not be the one who says no more because they have to win. Yeah, sometimes they're going to push you away. That's what makes you want to go away. But they don't really want you to go away because that would mean losing to them. And they don't like losing. Only time that they will do that is if they have other supply waiting in the wings somewhere to go on to, and they will be quite happy to move along. But they've been cultivating that supply in the wings for a while. So back to this fellow's question, how do I know? Well, internally, you're not happy. So you already know this is not a good thing. The first thing you have to do is say to your partner, this is not working very well. Neither one of us are happy. Would you like to get some help? Will you go with me to get some help? And if the answer is yes, then get the best person you possibly can. And I'll put up my hand here because I'd love to work with you. And let's work together. Or go to somebody that you trust and work with them. But make sure if you've already found out that you have a hijackal in the relationship, that you go to someone who can help you with that. Someone who can recognize that. Someone who can call it when it happens. And many people cannot do that. One of the worst things that happens for a person who's in a relationship with a hijackal is that they go to a counselor or a professional or whomever, you know, whatever label you want to put on that professional, and they they hope, they really, really hope that finally all of these negative behaviors, in fact, I believe they're abusive behaviors, are happening and they will be seen, and that's why they're so anxious to go to this professional. But a hijackal manipulative, seductive, exploitive. What is the hijackal going to do? They're going to do their darndest to seduce and charm and exploit the professional, to get that professional on their side. And then what will happen to the partner? The partner will be marginalized and re-wounded because now two people will be telling them what's wrong with them and how they should shape up. 
So further to the answer to your question, okay, go and get some help, get some good help. And if, if it is something that starts to work for you, that's great. Somebody who's experienced in this field will tell you whether or not it will help. Or if you are with a hijackle, that hijackle will only stay for a short period of time, two or three sessions, if the professional is not agreeing with them most of the time. They will walk out. I've had that happen many times. And that's one of the ways that you know that that other person is trying to run the show. And when the other person is trying to run the show, you're not going to be able to solve the problem. And that's when you have to really wake up and smell the herbal tea and say, okay, this relationship is not going to be equitable, mutual, respectful, or reciprocal. What am I going to do about it then? So your first step is to get that clarity. See if you can get help, try some strategies, see if they work, or find that this is not going to work. And when you know it's not going to work, then you have to start making a plan to leave the relationship. Or whether you're going to relieve it, release, whether you're going to leave it, my tongue doesn't work today, whether you're going to leave it physically or emotionally, that's another question that you have to ask because of the ages of your children. Maybe there are things that you have to stay in the relationship for to regroup financially. There are many considerations, but get the help, just as this fellow is asking me for, get the help to find out if the relationship has the possibility of actually consistently improving or if it doesn't. And if it doesn't, then you need some help to understand what's going on, to recognize the issues, and to realize that you now need to have a strategy in place for how you're going to keep yourself emotionally, physically safe. So in answer to your question, I think you're probably very, very tired at the push and pull me, come closer, go away. And that is an unhealthy way to be in a relationship. So get some help, do a lot of reading, Call me if you need help from me. I'm happy to help you. Go to fourrelationshiphelp.com and let's talk. Let's figure this out because you deserve to be in a healthy, happy, emotionally intimate relationship. Talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins within you now, today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor, Roberta Shaler. I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. Learn more at fourrelationshiphelp.com, visit youtube.com slash fourrelationshiphelp, and if you want to listen to the show's archives, visit relationshiphelpshow.com. Join me for next week's show. I'll see you then. Talk soon.